Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast where we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There is no off-season. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this on York Avenue. Busy York Avenue, as you can probably tell with all the cars whizzing by me in the background. In Los Angeles, California, not far from Dodger Stadium, the home of the defending National League champion and five-time defending National League West champion, Los Angeles Dodgers. Now, let me tell you what I'm doing here. I am outside the We Are One MMA and Fitness. It's a place where they do kickboxing and all sorts of other sports where you beat the shit out of each other. And, and what am I doing? What the hell am I doing here? It's about 7.30 at night on January 10th. 2018, and I'm standing outside a kickboxing class. Why am I doing that? I'm doing that because your pal Sully is doing new things this year. Now, I know what I look like. I'm not a good-looking guy. I understand that. I'm not, a, I'm not what you call pleasant on the eyes, and, I'm, and I'm, I've become well aware of that over the years. People have not been shy to tell me that. But one thing I can try to do is try to get myself at least in better physical condition, better shape. And my wife has been pushing me to do new things. I did uh, core Pilates for the last few weeks, some yoga, and now I'm going to be doing some kickboxing. And essentially I'm trying to find... That, that physical activity. I'm going to the buffet. I'm going to the great buffet of physical activity to figure out what's the thing that I'm going to learn that I love physically. And that may be the thing that helps me get in shape because I, I'll be honest with you, my main emotion when I go to the gym is self-loathing, hatred, uh, anger, embarrassment, and humiliation. That's, that's, that's the law firm that I uh, subscribe to when I go to the gym. So I'm trying to find, is there something that I can do that is, I don't know, that I can find enjoyment out of? There's no enjoyment in the gym. You just go to the gym and say, why are you at the gym? Because you're a fat slob. And then you start to work out and you want to quit and say, I want to quit. Well, if you quit, you'll continue being a fat slob. And so, all right, well, I don't like, no one likes a fat slob, so I better keep going. And you do that for an hour and, you know, the, you could, the, the self-hate is palpable. So maybe there's a way to exercise that doesn't involve berating yourself and insulting yourself for a straight hour. I can't imagine it, but maybe it's possible. And maybe instead of beating myself up, I could beat someone else up and take this MMA class. What the hell does any of this have to do with baseball? Well, I'm trying something new. And I'm trying to expand my horizons. And something occurred to me the other day. I was thinking about how we have created such focus and blinders on what we do in our lives and what we enjoy in our lives, that I wonder if we're losing something. 
There's some wonderful things in how specialized our entertainment consumption can be. You can listen to your pal Sully. A lot of you used to listen to me 365 days a year. And the if I could be in your your Twitter feed and your podcast feed and you know I could be one of the people you listen to all the time. And there's some people out there whom you know some podcasts I listen to all the time, some people I follow on Twitter all the time, some people I follow on YouTube all the time, some shows I follow all the time, and you could be incredibly specialized. If your main love in life is the Milwaukee Brewers, you can absolutely devise an entertainment strategy that is absolutely aimed towards the Milwaukee Brewers. Your Twitter feed can be all Milwaukee Brewers, the your podcast feed and everything, and you can go through life without knowing certain celebrities, without knowing some music, some movies, some television shows. And now they're like YouTube stars and everything like that. Can never cross your path. There was a guy, what was his name? Was it Logan Paul, was that his name? He's some YouTube star who did some bullshit prank in a woods involving a discovering a body or something. It was whatever it was, it was gross. And he was, you know, rightfully dragged through the mud in the press. And that was the first time I ever heard of him. I'd never heard of this guy before. And millions of people follow him. Millions of people follow him. And someone where there is two commas and his followers and people who watch his every move can come and go without even passing by my peripheral vision. That's kind of strange. That's really strange when you think about it. Well, I did a thing a few years ago about PewDiePie, who was another YouTube star, who's like one of the biggest stars of the world. If he came up to me right now wearing a shirt saying, Hi, I'm PewDiePie, I would have no idea. I wouldn't know who he was. And so the specialization, that specialization and that sort of creating the specific wants you have in life, the predisposed wants you have in life, giveth and it can taketh away. On the one hand, you have really, really specialized entertainment. Hell, this podcast is an example of that. This podcast is absolutely an example that, you know what, I want to just listen to some idiot in California babble about baseball all year round. Boom. And I bet there's some people who know my name who never heard of Logan Paul. That would be my mother, for one. But there's also something to be said about the world and the culture where you're flipping around on the dial, where you stumble across stuff. Stumbling across stuff is an important part of our humanity of our understanding of our culture. You're just flipping around on TV and you land on a show. You're flipping around on the radio, you land on a song. 
then the fact that there aren't the collective experiences that we have, I wonder if that's something that's lost and something that can be found through sports or found through common oh common likes and I really think baseball needs to take this into account you know I know people who have grown up in baseball homes and who have who are, you know, grew up with parents who love baseball and it becomes part of a tradition. It's handed down, almost like a, a religion, almost exactly like, you know, the, you know, I'm not trying to get into the spiritual side, but there is a spiritual side if you follow some of these teams and you have a connection with other people, you have a connection with strangers, you have a commonality. But with the people I know who have been introduced to baseball, and grown to love baseball at a later time, and I know plenty of them, it usually comes down to either A, someone moving to a city where there's a baseball team and the baseball team does well and they get caught up in it, or B, it's something they kind of stumble across and see it, as I see it, as a daily companion. I know people who have said to me they weren't a big baseball fan, but they like having it on in the background. They like following it here or there. And then that became like just a, it almost became like a comfort snack as they know it's there every day if they need it. I know a bunch of people who over the last, certainly the last year and certainly through the last World Series here in Los Angeles, they said to me, said, you know, I never really followed baseball, but then I got into the Dodgers and the whole World Series run and I really enjoyed it. And I thought, oh, I've, I've, I haven't experienced it. So for some other people, they followed the team when they were younger. They lost track and they said, oh, I forgot how this feels. It's a collective experience. There are very few of those. We have very few experiences now that go beyond our comfort zone. Now, my comfort zone is baseball movies, talking heads, and the history of the presidency. And you could, things can just happen and I have no clue. I have no idea who's big in music today. I have no idea a lot of the great television that's going on. I'm missing it. I don't, I've never seen an episode of Stranger Things and I'm not bragging about that. I'm not. But there is something that baseball and sports in general and baseball specifically that can be that communal thing that goes beyond people's comfort zone as long as it gets to within the peripheral vision of people. That for some people they sample something off of their comfort zone and it becomes something that they fall in love with and something that transcends comfort zones. Every once in a while, there are television and media events that happen that everyone seems to somehow watch or enjoy. Oprah's speech at the Golden Globes or some big play in college football where 
you know, or the the pass bouncing off the receiver and back into the hands of the quarterback, things like that. But that's part of it is because it gets passed around so much on social media and becomes like lightning. Getting into people's comfort zones, getting into people's peripheral vision should really be the goal of baseball because it is something that has a comfort level, an excitement level, an intimacy level. Once you get to know the players and get to invest that time and emotion with them, And the fact that it connects you with different kinds of people and different generations of people. And that there is a timeless quality. A timeless quality that may very well be bullshit. But you feel like you're part of something which has a connection to the past, present, and future. As I said, it is timeless in that sense. Baseball has a unique opportunity three of the last four World Series have gone seven games. We've seen all different kinds of great baseball and postseason excitement over the last few years. And a new generation of superstars have made themselves known. There's kind of players and stars for all different kinds of people and all different types of fan bases. You know, traditional fan bases, new fan bases, people following the numbers, people following the stats, people following the history, people following the, the storyline. But it can get into that collective peripheral vision to the point where people may sample it. People may look at it and say, hey... I either never experienced this and now I get it, or I used to love it and now it's like an old friend I'm being reunited with. You see that when baseball is shoved into Twitter uh, timelines. I don't know, is it with everybody's? They shove it in mine, but everyone's all see hockey shoved in there. They say, oh, I'll be damned, there's a nice hockey game going on. The fact that baseball can do it all the time, baseball can do it every day. And get into people's timelines. Get into people's consciousness. It is a mindset that is brand new. And there is something that is lost about those collective experiences. When you know when Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or the Charlie Brown Christmas is on just once a year, you know all your friends are watching it at that moment. You know when there's a big event like the Academy Awards, you know, when American Idol was big and huge, when you see the finale of Game of Thrones, a show that I actually don't watch, my wife loves it, there turns into a communal event and it gets into people's timelines in ways that transcends the blinders that we have. We have blinders in terms of how we consume entertainment. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not saying we got to make it back to the good old days. Good old days aren't always great. and Sometimes it sucked. I can't find a song I want to listen to. And you got to sit through some bad songs. You got to sit through some bad shows. Now, there, there is something to be said 
for sitting through the bad songs and sitting through the bad shows because that could be a communal experience as well. Yeah, we all watched the Brady Bunch that stunk. Yeah, we all listened to Video Kill the Radio Star. And that becomes something that we all experience as well collectively because it's the only thing on. But that sort of communal experience, well, that may have gone by the way of the dodo, but the way to make an experience of, did you see that game? Did you see that pitch? For you and me, because you're not listening to this unless you're a baseball fan, you get that already. You understand why it's good. You were already there. But baseball's job should be to get into people's DMs, if you know, if to use a current vernacular, to get into the subconscious, to get into the collective experience of people. And there are all sorts of ways that are there to that you can do it that never existed before. People are on some of you are on, on Twitter right now checking stuff, as I'm saying. Some of you are checking your Facebook page or whatever the next big thing is going to be. Scroll down. And the live game could be in part of the feed. The live game could be the, the, the moments. Did you see this play? Their bases are still loaded. Check it out. I've seen people who say, I don't care about baseball jumping up and down excited at a World Series game. I've seen people say, "Eh, I don't know, it's kind of boring, look around and say, did you see that catch? And that's one of the things that has to be the mission. As I've said before, baseball is the perfect sport for the internet age. There's new material, there's new games every day. There's lots of ways to analyze it. There's lots of ways to consume it. There's lots of ways to enjoy it. And when content is critical, and fresh new content is critical, on the internet in a way that it wasn't on television. In television, you build up to an event. But in, in, in the internet, you have to have new material all the time. And sometimes daily is not fast enough. For me, baseball is already on my plate. But for some people, it will be the equivalent of the kickboxing class that I'm about to take. Now this is a new thing for me. I may like it. I may hate it. But I'm going to go in and try it. I'm, it's going to be on my buffet. And if baseball can get into people's mindset, into people's peripheral vision, man, they could reach new heights of popularity because there are more eyeballs looking at these Twitter feeds and Facebook feeds and everything than you can ever imagine. But most importantly, that's where the young eyeballs are. I've made this observation before, but it's become more and more critical. When baseball was king, the eyeballs were on the newspaper and their ears were on the radio. And then when, but people won't read newspapers or, and listen to the radio the way they did. 
Then it moved to television and cable. And now it's the internet. And it's social media. That's where the eyeballs are. The eyeballs are on social media. Make everything shareable. Make everything instantly shareable. That's where the eyeballs are. That's where an entire generation is growing up thinking, I don't watch TV. I use my apps. Get in the peripheral vision and watch baseball flourish. All right, I'm going to go into this class, and uh, when I come back, I'll tell you how it went. All right, I'm done. I did an hour of kickboxing, and I'm sweating through my shirt. I'm walking back to my car up here on York Avenue in Los Angeles, and uh, I did something new. Did I enjoy it? I don't know. It's fun punching stuff. Uh, I'm very much out of shape. And boy, did I feel it. But I tried something, and who knows? Maybe there's something new in my peripheral vision. Maybe there's something that normally I wouldn't do that now I would do because I've been exposed to it, which is what baseball should be doing like crazy in 2018. So go to sullybaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. You could be old school, send me an email at info at sullybaseball.com. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Trying kickboxing here on York Avenue in Los Angeles and somehow creating a connection while cars whiz all around me. This has been Sully Baseball, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. There goes a motorcycle, and you can call me Sully. <laughs>